Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way and behold the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Heavenly King, Comforter, Spirit of truth, present in all places and filling all things, treasury of blessings and giver of life, come and abide in us. Enlighten our minds, our bodies, and our souls to this holy word and to the King of kings before whom we bow, before whom we fall down and worship and offer our gifts. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good evening. It's a great night. Let me tell you what we've done, because we've taken some liberties liturgically for those of you who are of those predilections. So Epiphany is always January 6th. It's always January 6th. It ends Christmas, Epiphany happens. And typically, the first Sunday after Epiphany is the Sunday of the baptism of our Lord, where we will have baptisms and where we'll read the scriptures about Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist's cousin, the dove comes down. But tonight, we have, we've sung about the three kings, we've read about the star, we've kind of had a second Christmas, haven't we? Isn't it fascinating how we've had a kind of a retelling of the Christmas story, but it's later because Joseph and Mary and Jesus, they're no longer in a cave or in a manger, they're in a home. And so it's a little bit later. So we've taken Epiphany from January 6th this year, and we've moved it to tonight. And so we're celebrating the baptism of our Lord in a wave, as we have baptism for Noah, Wilder, Kilborn, and we're also having Epiphany. So a few things that I just want to say tonight in reflection. There are a lot of kings Did you notice in all the scriptures? St. Paul doesn't mention any kings, not directly. But we have Psalm 72, this this psalm for a Davidic king, the the son of David, Solomon. And we know truly that this psalm is about Jesus, the true, capital T, son of David. And then we have these three wise men that we popularly call kings. The church has named them Caspar, Melchior and Balthazar, did you bless your house with your blessed chalk? 
And you're good. If you didn't, that's okay. We still have blessed chalk. And the reason it's, it's not magical, it won't jump out of your hand and do special things. It's just meant only to bless your home. That's the only use that it's for. So that's what makes it holy. And we've asked God to bless whatever it blesses and touches. Be sure and take that with you when you leave tonight. But we have these three kings from the east who are not people of Israel. This is an innovation. This is something new. This is something perhaps unheard of, even though there's echoes of it all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout, especially the Psalms and the prophets. But we have these people from a different nation, these three kings. And then we have King Herod. Oh, King Herod. If you weren't here last week, you missed a doozy, I think. King Herod, we talked about, is the one who was so afraid that his power would be stolen by this child that he mowed down the innocent infants of Bethlehem as if they were wheat. And we leveled with each other, didn't we? And we recognized and acknowledged and readily confessed that the same thirst and lust and desire for power and for aggrandizement of ourselves that Herod had lives in you and in me. It's native to the human condition. It's not how we were created, but it's what we've received. Now, Herod has an aim, if you will, to worship this king. Herod searches the scriptures. Herod wants to know where the king is, and he tells these three wise men, these three kings, tell me where he is so that I may know and so that I may go and worship him. Clearly, though, Herod's worship is a false worship. At bottom, Herod's worship is worship of self. Pause for a moment. In just a few weeks, Lent will start. And every year, we get questions like, now, why do we do Lent again? We do Lent because so easily we worship ourselves. It's a journey to Easter. It's a way to shake us out of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life that so easily seeps in that we will renounce tonight as we baptize. In fact, when we baptize, when Noah's baptized tonight, we're baptizing him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we're asking God that by the waters of baptism to separate him from these desires, the same desires that, that, that drove Herod to not only kill these innocents, but to have this false worship and to lie to these wise men. We're asking God to separate Noah from the world and incorporate Noah by this water that divides into the church. But we also, we, so we have this false king, Herod, we have the three kings, but then we have the true king. How do we know that he is the true king? How do we know that he's the one that we've been waiting for? This is the one that our hearts have been longing for. This is the one who will bring all things together. This is the one 
through whom the mystery, St. Paul says, the mystery hidden before all ages that angels long to see and men and women and prophets had searched to find, this is the one in whom the mystery of God, the manifold wisdom of God will be made known. And not only through him, but did you notice what St. Paul said? Through the church. It's an amazing and humbling reality. It's not just an idea. It's not just a theological supposition, but it's a reality that because we are united to Christ in a death like his, in a resurrection like his, through baptism, through faith, born of water and the Spirit, because of that, we who are his body are for this this showing off Not in our own, again, Herod-like way, but in a way that has to do with God's wisdom. That as we behold and become, that that beautiful vision that we love here at St. Bart's, we want to behold God and become more like Him. So as we behold and become, we become more fully human, more of who God has made us to be. And that makes us ready to, as Psalm 72 says, see the poor, not as a nameless mass, but as individuals to help, to connect, and to go. And so it's this king before whom these three kings fall down and worship. And they probably couldn't articulate all of these things, could they? But they were so driven they were so led by a star, and, and maybe you all saw, well, I'll just say we were driving home, and we pulled off at our exit, <clears throat> and all these cars were pulled over on the side of the road, and they were taking pictures, and I was like, are they taking selfies in front of the antique mall? This is strange. But you never know. It's 2020. Now it's 2021. <laughs> Truly, you never know. And I realized, oh, this is the Bethlehem star, and you, so you remember this conjunction of planets and stars and things. And, and so who knows? I, I believe that the star that led the wise men was probably something supernatural. Because there was some sort of supernatural revelation that told them we got to go. And so they went. And when they arrive, they fall down and they worship him. And they do what? They offer him these gifts, gold and frankincense, and myrrh. Friends, we cannot forget that in our baptism, in our celebration of the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, the incarnation, Christmas, in this little mini second one, Epiphany, in our living, in our being, St. Bart's, in our beholding and becoming, we cannot forget that at the end of the day, we are called to fall down before him and worship We are so inclined to worship ourselves, and yet the gracious invitation comes from the one who emptied himself on the cross, from whose side poured forth blood and water, in whose side Thomas put his hands, and he saw, and he believed, and yet we know, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Herod did not see and did not believe. The three kings saw 
and they believed. And you and I, tonight, have an opportunity in every day to continue to renew our belief in the one who has come to give himself for the life of the world. Tonight, as we baptize, I want you to remember your own baptism. Maybe you have multiple baptisms, and that's okay. But remember, whether you were dunked, or maybe you don't remember it at all, but you know you've been baptized, remember it and be thankful. We know that water gives life. Without water, these North Texas plains won't turn green. These beautiful live oak trees won't stay alive. But we also know that water kills Remember that in your baptism, you have died a death like Christ's, with Christ, St. Paul says in Romans 6. And you will be raised in a resurrection like his. Let us pray. God, we thank you for the gift of being incorporated into your body, of being not just servants of this King of Kings, but sons and daughters of the Most High God and co-heirs with Christ. Thank you that by your Holy Spirit given to us that spirit of adoption, we cry, Abba, Father. So, Holy Trinity, we beg of you that we may truly abide and dwell with you, O God, in humility. May we come before our King of Kings and fall down and worship him. May we be prostrate in despair, only to be raised up in glory. And we pray for this little one, for Noah Wilder, that as he is baptized, you would begin planting the seeds of faith in his own life, so that as he grows and as he's nurtured by Stephen and Heather and by the people of St. Bart's, he will say yes over and over and over again. And may we, as we behold his baptism, be those who say yes to you, Lord Jesus, over and over and over again. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.